Welcome to Rosignol Ramblings, part travelogue, part diary, all nonsense. I am your host, Zach Rosignol. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, thank you. Um, episode 5, Buenos Aires, Argentina. The Malbec and Asado Binge. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm a bit parched. So, top of the show. Uh, as I do always, I will advertise. The uh, whole reason I started the podcast was to advertise my book. So please uh, buy it, Life in the Layover, available now, uh, Amazon.com. Rate and review it, uh, five stars please. Uh, it's a pretty fun book, you know, bathroom reading, pretty crude, pretty rude. Uh, give, it a, give it a read. Give it a, I was going to say give it a listen, but that's what you're doing now. <clears throat> so, um, we can just jump right into the story now, and as per usual, I will be uh, reading this tale in my best Daniel Craig, uh, Benoit Blanc character, if you will, uh, from Knives Out. You've been coming at me, Knives Out, Weeks, Bloody, that kind of guy. Uh, but first, let's get the fire crackling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Settle into our seats. Go to Buenos Aires, Argentina, the Malbec and Asado Binge. I find the pairing of the first part of my trip with the last part of my trip somewhat amusing. The bulk of this trip was in Germany, a two-week jaunt through the Deutschland, where my only restriction was trying not to overindulge in German beer and food so I could fit in a suit. I'd return home for a quick stint for my cousin's wedding and then go to Argentina for an all-too-hasty five days. I just recall that at a certain time in history, a certain group of people fled from certain trials and ended up in a certain country. Yeah, you got it. Anytime I can bring up historical World War II references where Nazis flee the Nuremberg trials and end up in Argentina, I shall. After... Several failed attempts at hailing down a taxi, I finally managed to snag one a block or two uh, outside one of the supermarkets on the outskirts of the city in San Isidro Chico. This is of course when I'm already in Buenos Aires. You tend to know that my writing rambles much like my um, reciting right now. Anyway, I hop in and somehow successfully relayed the proper address. The driver took off and began chatting me up in Spanish. I give him my standard mi espanol es muy mal, lo siento. He smiled and asked if I was here for vacation or work. Once I answered that, we moved on to what I was doing here, whether it was my first time in Argentina, how long I would be staying, whether or not I had a girlfriend back home. The cabbie get to know yous is what I like to call them. I was surprised that my dismal language ability, I somehow was able to relay all that info. At one point there was a lull in the convo, or I'd exhausted my vocabulario, so I spaced out and looked out the window. I recall only exchanging a hundred dollars, hundred USD to Argentine pesos <clears throat> when I was in Boston at the airport. Can't have much left, right? I thought to myself. I take out my wallet and peek inside to see 190 pesos tucked away. I glance up at the meter and see it slowly ticking upwards. 120, 126, 130. 
I look at my surrounding and have no clue where I am, but fear that when the meter strikes 190, I'll have to throw the crumpled notes at him, open the door, bid him adieu, and tuck and roll on out of there. I shyly ask him, Pardon, senor, acceptar tarjeta credita. He nervously looks up in the mirror and says, No cuanto tienes? I hold my hands cupped together and stretch them so he can see for himself. Uh, we're at a red light and he quickly tallies it up, laughs, wipes the back of his hand over his forehead and said it should be enough because we were close by. Whew, that was a close one, Zach. Rookie move, rookie move. After he dropped me off, I fork over my remaining pesos to him and figured I should go and change some of those greenbacks for... I don't know what Argentine nicknames their currency. Shit. Inflating 15 to 20% every six months versus the US dollar. Haha. <laughs> yeah, well at least it's not the Venezuelan Boulevard. I asked the hotel clerk if they could change money for me, but they could not. So he directed me to a cambio, a money exchange, and suggested that if I hurry, I could reach them before they closed. Long story short, I did not reach the cambio in time and was forced to rely on plastic to get by. For that evening, at least. I didn't really eat plastic. It's a euphemism for a credit card. Got to stop this damn hand-holding. They get it, man. They get it. I had to eat at a subpar Italian restaurant down the street from me that I frequented the night prior because it was the only thing in the area that seemed to accept American Express. And while I am on a business trip, the business will be covering this one. The next night, all the stops were pulled out. Before I left, I posted on the Book of Faces that I would be coming to Buenos Aires and was curious to know if anyone had any friends there or recommendations. A friend recommended Don Julio Paria, and after seeing their almost perfect 5-star rating as well as reading the reviews, I was sold. That was until I read one of the reviews. Have to reserve a table at least two days ahead of time? I don't know if this will work out. I figured it just opened and Latins tend to eat dinner rather late at night. Plus it's just one person, party of one, little old me kind of situation. Y'all just can't squeeze me in the corner over there? As I bat my eyelashes all suggestive and whatnot. It was rather chilly as I walked over and regretted not bringing a jacket with me. I approached the staff at the door and asked if I needed a reservation to eat. She looked at some empty tables outside and said, If you eat now and eat outside, we can seat you. Hell, I thought. I'll eat out back like... Oh, shit. I'll eat out back by the kitchen like it's 1950s racist America. I just want a fucking steak, hot damn. I immediately regret not bringing a jacket, but fortunately, no, just the solution. I must wear a booze blanket tonight. If tonight is to be considered a true sampling of all Argentina has to taste, I must first start off with donning a nice smooth red Malbec. A glass? No. Half bottle, I say. Gracias. The waiter comes out and pours a little of the red into my glass and motions for me to sample it. I vaguely recall... <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on. <clears throat> Just leaving this in. I don't give a shit. Okay, <clears throat> one more time. I must first start off with donning a nice red smooth Malbec, 
a glass? No, half bottle, I say. Gracias. The waiter comes out and pours a little of the red into my glass and motions for me to sample it. I vaguely recall uh, all the offhand wine knowledge I've casually picked up throughout the years. Hmm, something about twirling the glass to release the... Is it tanners? Is it tanners? Tannins? Oh, thank you. Uh, whatever. Just trying to put on airs and act like I haven't spent my entire wine drinking career first slapping the bag and gulping it straight from the nuzzle. The waiter explained, all in Spanish, about the wine. I heard water, and maybe he was talking about dirt or grapes, I think. I just nodded along like a simpleton, and when he walked away, took an all-too-white trash sip of my glass. Afterwards, I raised my forearm to my mouth to wipe away the wine from my mustache hairs and gave a soft, mind you, soft belch. Twas something to be proud of. Several of those later, I posed a soft belch like this. <coughs> no, it was, it was much softer than that one. Several of those later, I posed the question to myself whether it was a good idea not to get a reservation and sit outside. Brilliant, Zach. Brilliant. To the outsider, looking in, I was a man sitting alone, toasting himself for getting drunk on wine. Brava, good sir. Brava. Mm, Scanning, sorry. There we are. Now what goes well with a Malbec, you ask? I think a big hunk of grass-fed Argentinian thick-cut asado. Asad? Hmm. Well, if this is a sampling of B.A., I must have an empanada. When it was brought out, the waiter gently placed the soft, warm, meat-filled bread pocket on my plate like it was a newborn baby. I nearly teared up just looking at the damn thing. However, unlike a newborn, I was going to devour this bitch. I cut into the bastard and a tiny little puff of smoke came out of it because of how cold the night had become. Weird. I hadn't thought about the cold since... Ah, yes, since the Malbecky brought all the warmth to my yard. When my steak came out, I had to ask the waiter to just, please, man, please document this. I need this. I don't think he got the gravitas of the situation, but he took the picture anyways. Sitting there, drinking my fermented grapes, cutting into a once-living cow, I have a true appreciation for veganism, vegetarianism. But knowing that moment and forever on, and... Every time ever after, Dad is going to need to eat a steak once in a while. It would be excessive and bordering on word porn if I continued the description of how I masticated this hunk of meat, but I don't want to lose too many veg readers, or listeners, mind you, a growing demographic you got to be on the lookout for. Mind you that halfway through just eating a meal of wine and steak, small empanada, I was kind of feeling like a king. Yeah, one of those kings with gout and scurvy. Constipation is in my future, I predict. Well, if that just isn't anything and everything one could sample in Buenos Aires, I just just don't know what you're looking for. Sure, I could have riveted you about the famous cemetery in Ricoleta I went to after a realtor meeting, but it's just dead people taking up a bunch of space and some, I have to say, prime real estate. Cremation, everyone. Don't be greedy. So caps off to the last trip of 2016. Oh boy, an odd year indeed. Let's see where I'm bound bound for next. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Oh boy, did that get graphic at one point. 
uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, folks, the Malbec and Asado binge, <clears throat> a little reminder, subscribe to the Patreon. This is going to be uh, one of the last free episodes of uh, the podcast, free in the sense that uh, uh, halvesies, I'll be posting half of the podcast on Patreon and half onto a public channel for general promotion of the book, Life in the Layover. Please, please, please go out and buy it or else this will all be for naught. Um, I am conflicted with, it's obviously available on Amazon. It wouldn't exist without the Am Amazon because they print on demand. They, they are the publisher, they are the printer. So, uh, but you know, help, help Jeff Bezos become a full-time robot and give him more millions of dollars. Because really that's ultimately what we're going for. Jeff Bezos becoming a robot and you buying my book, Life in the Layover. Uh, last week, uh, I had Franz take me out, but I'm thinking, Sergio, yes, Sergio? Play me out, sir. Haha, <laughs> wonderful. All right, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all next, uh, see you all next week. Bye-bye.